Thank you for having me. Uh, I just found the title of uh, your book here, Personality Wins, Who Will Take the White House and How We Know, because I really look at this, I was telling you off the air, I really enjoy kind of the sport of politics. I have my philosophy on stuff politically, but I really don't cater to one part of the other. So I really kind of look at it as who's going to win. Almost, I'm a sports fan too, so I, I kind of look at it that way. And it really does come to the forefront here. No matter what party these people are from, it really comes down to who is more likable. Oh, it absolutely does. I'll give, in fact, it's been a personality contest for decades now. And I'll give you a quick crash course. I'll show you how personality wins. Are you ready? Yes. Let's do it. So, so picture you've got four personality types, and I've likened them to four birds to make it very easy. So picture an eagle. Eagles are confident. They are assertive. They're, they're all about results. Picture someone who's like a parrot. Parrots are fun, big smile, big energy, big charisma, optimistic, enthusiastic. You've got doves, the universal symbols of peace and harmony. They're that person in your family. They just want everyone to get along. They're all about empathy and connection and and compassion. And then owls, thoughtful, logical, analytical. They have a plan for everything. And, And what's fascinating is that when you look at presidential elections, Eagles and parrots have a big outsized personality compared to the more reserved doves and owls. And eagles and parrots, anytime they go against a dove or an owl, those big personalities win, and they win every time. In fact, they've won for 22 straight elections going all the way back to 1932. Not surprising at all. Okay, so I'm 47 years old. I mean, I'm just looking down the line here. You know, President Reagan, Eagle, I think, even though they're very different, even though they're from the same uh, party, I, no doubt President Trump and Eagle. Am I, am I on the right path here? Or? Yeah, Trump definitely an Eagle. Reagan has, I think Reagan's primary style was more of a parrot. Really? He okay. had this big smile, this big charisma. He was always making jokes. I mean, the guy had just gotten shot, and he's getting wheeled into the operating room, and he's still making jokes. Yeah. <laughs> he just... He had, and he had secondary eagle. There's no doubt. I mean, we remember him standing in front of the Berlin Wall, tear down this wall. I mean, that that is as eagle as you get. But but he had a big smile and a lot of likability, and that was that was part of the secret of his success. Because I mean, I guess big personality. Because I always classified President Trump as a narcissist. That always sounds like a negative connotation. But you know, being in radio, I know a lot of narcissists. I've known a lot of narcissists. And people are drawn to that personality. I mean, Howard Cosell was a narcissist, right? Very big ego, but very insecure. And that's kind of what we have right now with this current president. Well, what happens with the eagle is that you take a character trait like confidence. Eagles are confident. But if you dial up confidence, you get arrogance. And if you dial up arrogance even more, you can get narcissism. And so that's that's what we're seeing is that he's, he's you know, he always says, I, I know better than everyone else. And, and that's Look, you want a president, you want a leader to be confident. His challenge is so much that it might be turning other people off because it's just almost too much of that confidence coming at you. Do you think that is happening a little bit right now? I mean, I think look at the instance of, you know, coming home from Walter Reed and taking the mask off and, you know, saluting it. it, it, Do you think that's more of a turnoff? Because, I mean, his followers are going to love it, obviously. But as far as that swing voter out there that really makes up each and every election, is that a turnoff to this point, do you think? Yeah, you're exactly right. If you look in the last election, look, his greatest asset was his personality. 
it's he was going against Eagle versus Owl Hillary. <laughs> Eagle wins. They win every time. But but what's happened is, look, there's clearly people on each end of the continuum. It doesn't matter who the Republican's going to be. They're going to vote Republican on the other side. It doesn't matter who the Democrat is. They're going to vote for them. But in the middle, those are the people that tune in personality. And when you overuse your personality, it turns people off. And in fact, he could be taking what was his greatest asset in 2016 and turning it into his greatest liability in 2020. We are talking with Merrick Rosenberg, author of Personality Wins, Who Will Take the White House and How We Know. Okay, let's compare this then, because President Trump is going up against, you mentioned an owl in Hillary Clinton. What is he going up against comparably with uh, Vice President Biden? Throughout Biden's career, he's always been the parrot. He has that big smile, that big laugh. But more recently throughout this campaign, it's as if the Democrats have said, we're focusing on his secondary style, which is his book. If you watch the Democratic convention, if there was one word that captured the essence of that convention, it was empathy. It was Joe's a nice guy. He'll give you his phone number if you're having hard time in your life. He'll talk to you. He'll help you. And I think they were trying to create that empathy gap between an eagle and Donald Trump. And eagles, it's not, it's not that they don't care, but they don't show empathy versus the dove who embodies it. And so I think that what we're seeing is eagle, Donald Trump going against this parrot-dove combo style in Joe Biden. So how's it going to play out? I mean, Biden's doing well in the polls, especially in the swing states that Hillary lost, that Barack Obama had, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, I'll have to tell you. I mean, how do you think that's going to play out less than a month into this now? Yeah, if this were any other year, I would say focusing on the dove, going against an eagle, is losing strategy. And yet, however, in this election, with Donald Trump being so eagle, I think people are longing for that that empathy and that connection. They're looking for someone to say, "Look, you know, with COVID, I get it. Your your family members have passed away, and and you're losing companies, and your jobs are going away, and 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 they want." someone to convey that empathy. So this time around, it may just be the winning strategy. Donald Trump breaks every model. He may just break this one and have right. that dove style beat the Eagle this time around. I mean, has that been a little different? Cause he's such an outsider. And I'm, you know, I live in Minnesota, actually. I, I work here in Fargo, North Dakota, right on the border, but you know, I, I lived through Jesse Ventura, right? I mean, and he's most definitely to me was, you know, combination of peacock and eagle. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know right. how, how you, I mean, because it didn't really matter, right? It, it was uh, very much a, and I think that's why so many populists win. I mean, you look at uh, the mayoral election with Clint Eastwood and, you know, Kane the wrestler wins his mayoral. I mean, you know what I'm getting at? I think if we're drawn to them. And the Schwarzenegger. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and so, I mean, how does that play out? Does it make it tougher for you to really kind of capsulize this personality traits of all these candidates? Or? No. No, because when you look at all of those people, they all had that and parrot combo, the eagle confidence, the parrot charisma. And the only time these doves and, and owls win, doesn't matter whether you're an outsider or you're someone who's been there all along in government, uh, in the Senate or as a, as a governor, it just doesn't matter. I mean, take a look at a Jimmy Carter. Okay, he was a dove. He won. He won the presidency. Yeah. But he was going against Ford, another dove. Then you put him up against Reagan's charisma, game over. Same thing happened for George H.W. Bush. He's an owl. Okay, he won. But he was going against Dukakis, another owl. An owl is winning that election. But then all of a sudden, here comes Bill Clinton, 
playing the saxophone on, on the Arsenio Hall. Yeah, I mean, that's a parrot of parrots, right? I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, he's just got so much energy, and people talk about those parrots, a Reagan or a JFK or a Bill Clinton or, or an FDR who had that eagle and parrot, that they walked in the room, they just filled the space with their energy. And, you know, the people you mentioned, the Jesse Ventura, Arnold Schwarzenegger, they have big personalities. And whether they're outsiders or have been in government a long time, it's all about personality. Are different areas drawn to different? I mean, and the reason I say that is, I mean, you talk about no. De- uh, okay, let's talk about the last two Democratic losers when you had Gore and Hillary. They won the popular vote, right? But are like here in Upper Midwest Minnesota and you know, kind of the, the swing states along the Rust Belt that I mentioned before. The, the ones that decide through the electoral college are they drawn to that more than maybe urban areas or? Not really. I mean, if you look at this group of people who lost, see if you see something in common. You've got like a Mitt Romney, owl, Hillary Clinton, owl, Mike Caucus, owl, John Kerry, owl. Well, I, mean, I mean, he was like a dead dub to me. Yeah, owl. I mean, <laughs> here's, here's a whole group of people, an entire group of owls that were, you know, every one of them at some point in their campaign, their campaign manager said, we needed to humanize them because the owl is so factual and they share statistics and data and plans and plans and data don't energize the electorate. But the charisma, even if they don't have the details behind their plans, doesn't even matter. We'll figure it out later. So you, you did, all these people were looking at, notice they're all that owl style and they all lost in the presidential election. We're talking with Merrick Rosenberg, author of Personality Wins, Who Will Take the White House and How We Know. I'm kind of curious about Obama because, I mean, there are so many things going on. I mean, you had first African-American president. And the interesting part about him is he had a personality that we loved, right? I mean, I, and I think the same, he kind of had some similarities with George W. Bush compared to Al Gore, where it's that old adage, he's a guy I like to have a beer with type of thing, right? I'm sure you hear that a lot. But he got pretty detailed in his campaign in 2008. He did, and he has one of the most interesting personality styles. It's literally less than 1% of the population. He's a combination of two styles that rarely go together, the eagle and the dove. And I'll give you a few people wow. as an example. Picture like a Martin Luther King Jr., a Gandhi, a Nelson Mandela. They all talked about, they were all activists, and they were all talking about nonviolent resistance. Nonviolent comes from the dove, resistance comes from the eagle. We're going to fight, which is eagle, for the people, which is dove. When you mix them together, you get this activist style, and that's exactly what he was. He was a community organizer before he was in Congress. And, and that style is very eloquent because they speak with compassion, which comes from the dove, but they also have the confidence, as you said, George W. Bush, more of an eagle. He also had that eagle like when he would go out and play golf, he wanted to kick your butt. He wasn't. He didn't want to talk to you. He's like, I'm playing to win, and that comes from the eagle. But he also would have tears streaming down his face when those children were killed in Newtown in Connecticut. And, and he was able to both convey emotion and confidence. It's a very powerful style. Yeah, interesting. Uh, let me ask you about this uh, vice presidential debate here because – I don't know if they normally matter all that much because I really don't think that they do when it all comes down to it. But I will say because of the the bleep show that we had last week and the fact I think people are looking for normalcy, and this is more of a straight traditional, 
here you have a conservative white man from Indiana versus a you know an African American and you know multicultural I should say with uh, Senator Harris and kind of more the extreme left and the you know Christian conservative on the right. This is going to be kind of intriguing for me. Oh, it's going to be fascinating, and what we're going to see are two completely different personalities. You've got Pence, Owl, more measured, also more Dove, and that's why Trump picked him to balance out that eagle. You pick somebody who's more calm and measured, and so he's going to be more soft-spoken, very rational. And then you've got a prosecutor in Kamala Harris who's that eagle with some parrot in there, and that's why Biden picked her to add some eagle energy to his campaign. So you've got two completely opposite styles, an eagle parrot versus an owl dove. So it's going to be very interesting. She's going to have to be careful that she doesn't come across too strongly, and he's going to have to be careful that he isn't too quiet and doesn't come across as weak. Yeah, well, and do you think it can make a difference? I mean, because I think if the next two debates go on as scheduled, despite everything else that's going on with COVID and the president and all that, I mean, do you think it can swing anything one way or the other with how this goes? Because to me, it's we know what Mike Pence is. He's been around the the, the block here a few times, but I think that we're going to see maybe a different side from Senator Harris, or am I wrong? No, I think we're going to see who she's been, which is that eagle – She's going to have a smile, but she's going to be on the attack, as eagles do. We saw Trump do it in the last debate, eagles attack. I mean, he attacked the, his competitor. He attacked Biden. He attacked the moderator. He attacked the questions. Stephen, he was on the attack. I don't think we're going to see that level of attacking. But generally speaking, the vice president doesn't have a tremendous impact on voting. Uh, it, they just really don't. They don't even tend to get their home state or a region or a demographic. They don't tend to have that much power uh, with the voters. But this time, we've got two, the oldest presidential candidates that have ever run. Sure. Uh, I think people are probably going to look at that and say, hey, what if something happens? We do need to pay attention. So I think people are going to be tuning into this one probably more than usual for a VP debate. Well, it might be a little bit of, uh, you know, see where the party is at in four years too, right? I mean, depending upon who wins. Because usually whoever wins the vice presidency, if they win, you know, they're most likely the next candidate for president, right, from that party. Not always, but sometimes that does happen. Absolutely. I mean, people have been saying this most consequential decision that could affect the United States for a long time is Joe Biden's pick of VP candidate because it signals the direction that the U.S. heads if he wins because it's very possible that he will going to be a one-term president, and then here comes Kamala Harris uh, running in 2024. So there's no doubt this is this is consequential, and people want to get to know her and see who she is. My final thing for you, because with 2020 is so different, I, I think this goes all the way back to really when I really first started to see it was 2008 with the McCain-Obama candidacy buzz, you know, social media, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, and then, you know, YouTube being shared everywhere along with that. So we really get to see a different side of these personalities sometimes more than what the you know the media like myself or you know the the cable news networks what they want to portray sometimes and that certainly does you know really come into play here doesn't it and it gives an advantage to those eagles and parrots because they speak in sound you have somebody picture in this election you have someone like an Elizabeth Warren selling shirts that said Warren has a plan for that well, you can't fit a plan into a quick soundbite. You can't fit it into a tweet. And so it's hard to get a sense of who they are. And when you have that eagle and parrot energy, you don't need to provide details. 
So this social media world in which we live really even bolsters the fact that we're going to see more eagles and parrots taking the White House because doves and owls, they can't project energy through Twitter and they can't project energy in, in quick little uh, mini videos. They, they tend to get into the details. People don't vote for details. Well, and I think after, since you mentioned that, I mean, I think, you know, the fact that a celebrity like uh, Donald Trump, for different reasons, it, it really could lead to probably more if celebrities want to get involved in politics. I mean, Ronald Reagan was one thing as a B-movie actor, but, you know, Dwayne Rock Johnson is a whole different animal. You know what I'm getting at there? Yeah, he's, he's in fact, I think he's what I refer to as the chameleon. Yeah. When you have somebody, I think, I think Reagan was this, I think Clinton is another example. They could display all four styles equally well. When you get, get somebody like Dwayne Johnson, just, he can be the eagle. He, I mean, clearly he's got that wrestler confidence. He's funny. He's got that big smile. Uh, he also can be very empathetic. He watched some videos on YouTube of things he does to help people. Uh, he's incredibly owl-like when he runs his company. You hear people talk about how he runs business. When you have someone who displays all four styles, like Dwayne Johnson, like a Reagan, like Bill Clinton, guess who they appeal to? They appeal to everyone. And, and that is very powerful. That chameleon energy has broad appeal. Someone like Donald Trump, somebody like Hillary Clinton last time around, stayed so stuck in their style. It was one of the most polarizing elections we've ever seen because they didn't have style flexibility. Yeah. If you find that celebrity who can display all four, that's powerful. Well, it's going to be uh, intriguing, I think, with the vice presidential debate and then the next two uh, coming to the forefront, because <laughs> we, we kind of know what we get from Trump, and I think it's coming down to how uh, Vice President Biden reacts to it sometimes. We'll see if it's any different in a town hall setting or what, what it might be. Well, uh, Merrick Rosenberg, thanks so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Very interesting. I think this is a fun way to look at kind of the sport of politics and how this plays out because we hate to say it, sometimes these elections just come down to almost like the uh, the homecoming election just comes down to personality and popularity, and that's kind of what we're seeing. That's right. Well, thank you for having me.